I believe everyone has a story to tell. And I believe everyone deserves a little pampering. Welcome to Manny's with Grannies. I'm your host, Tiffany Marino. Join me while I sit down with a woman over 70 and get to know her while giving her a manicure. Welcome to this episode of Manny's with Grannies. Today, I'm here again at Tanglewood Manor, and I'm so excited to meet Penelope. Hello. Hi. Hi, Penelope. Thank you so much for sitting with me today. Oh, you're welcome. Let me see your nails. All right. So how long have you lived here at Tanglewood? I've been here since October. So you're a new resident? I'm a new resident. Haven't made it to a year yet. Oh, yeah. We're, oh, my gosh. It's almost September. I just realized, geez, this year's gone so fast. It has. So how are you adjusting to life at Tanglewood? I'm adjusting more so now than ever. It was a hard adjustment at first, you know, like any other place or even like a, your job to adjust to anything. But once you're in here, you get adjusted to the residents and the employees, which is good. Where were you living before here? I lived on 13th Street in my family's house, which is still standing. Do you still have family living in that same house? Nope. I was the last one that was living there. And that's the house I was born in. Wow. And never left the street. Really? Nope. <laughs> I've lived there all my life, really. Did you have any desire ever to leave? Actually, not really. I always wanted to come back and move in with my parents. But now since they have passed on, I'm back in the house that I was born and grew up in. Wow. So life went full circle for you. It did. Unexpectedly. But it was a good thing. How did that feel to sell your childhood home? Oh, no. We still have it. in. The, oh, you still have oh, it? Oh, no. It's in the still, family. Yep. It's still in the family. My brother, Anthony, still has the going and everything. It's never going to get sell. It's just going to be there in case anything happens. We have a place to go. So it's a family home. It's a family home. That's really nice. Yeah. I don't know how all of us going to fit in there now since my parents had eight children and we're all still alive. What order are you in the eight? I think I'm towards in the middle, kind of. The odd one in the number. <laughs> so really middle child. In a way, yeah. Are your brothers and sisters all close? Yeah, we're all close. We have our disagreements, our little squabbles, but we're still a family. That's how we grew up is, you know, being a tight-knit family. No matter what goes on in the family, we're all tight. You know, keeping communication with each other. Sometimes, you know, how family is. Yeah. See, it's just I and my sister Essie and Anthony are the only ones still living in Jamestown. Everyone has moved. Do you know the age difference from the oldest to the youngest in your siblings? <laughs> no. It's bad enough I keep an age on me. <laughs> what is your age? 65. How does it feel to be 65? Great. It's retirement age. <laughs> oh, I didn't think I was going to make it, but I did. Why do you say that? Well, things happened before I, you know, got before retirement. I got hurt. And so I had to be on 
disability. And I wanted to keep working until I was 65 so I could say, I made it, you know, being 65. But things just happen in life. Do you want to talk about what happened? Oh, I don't mind. It was the one day I was going to work and it was black ice and boom, I fell. My mother always said if I was young, I could have bounced back up, (laughs) but I couldn't bounce back up. But you know what? In the long run, it was a good learning lesson because I worked in the nursing field for a long time. Not a nurse, but housekeeping. So that brought me a long ways, you know, looking at the residents and everything, what they went through. So it helped me to deal with my disability. My first job when I got out of high school was Jamestown General Hospital. That was my first job. I love working at the hospital there. We were like a big family, from the nurses to the doctors and the technicians. And we, we were really like a big family, Jamestown General Hospital. What did you do there? Household cleaning. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a nurse, but then I thought, no, it takes a strong person to be a nurse and a nurse's aide. So I ended up cleaning. And I love that even better because you connect with the residents and the patients more. And you learn more about their family and what they did for a living, especially in the nursing home. It's intriguing to learn what they did for a living. There were school teachers, secretaries, you know, and how they became married, too. Did you ever get married? Yep. And I knew myself. My friend hooked me up, (laughs) wanted to hook me up with this fireman. He worked for Lakewood Fire Department, Pete. So one (laughs) day she introduced me to him. I go, I don't want to meet nobody. I don't want to. I'm just, I just don't. Soon as I walked away, I turned around and I looked at him. And I looked at my friend Kathy and I says, I'm going to marry him. Seriously. And I did. We did. How how long in between from when you met to when you got married? About two years. <laughs> you just know. And I had a wonderful mother-in-law, too. And then later on, he developed lung cancer, and he passed away. So sorry to hear that. He was good to the community. And not only that, he worked for Evans Skateland. Like a skating rink? Yeah, a skating rink, yep. He worked for them here in Jamestown. He worked for them for a long time. Just like me, we love people, we love kids, and we just had a good life. I got to admit, it was a good life. And after that, I didn't get married. I just stayed single. How long were the two of you married? Close to almost three years. Oh, that was was short. That was short. You lost him so soon. Yeah. But he did other things. He worked at the Lutheran doing floor work and, you know, working with different chemicals and stuff, you know, and being on the fire department. You develop this, you know, working with chemicals. It's just ironic how many firemen out there work with these chemicals, too, and how it damaged their lungs. We just don't realize what they go through. I never really thought about it. You're right. Yeah. How old were the two of you when you got married? 
that was so long ago. I don't know. <laughs> but we're, I was in my mid-50s. I got to say it was late. He was in his 40s. Did he propose to you? Yes. What was that like? It was at work. And um, the secretary called me down to her office. And he was standing there. And, and it's like, okay, what's going on? He got on his hands and knees and asked me to marry him. And I said, yes. And it was a pearl ring, not a diamond, was pearl. Because <laughs> he was asking me questions about, do you like diamonds? And then I go, not really. He says, what do you? I said, I love pearls. So I ended up with the pearl engagement ring. And we got married at the Lutheran Social Service. They're right there in the chapel with the rest of the residents being there. Oh, that's it so was nice. sweet. And then we went to Niagara Falls. We went there every other week and the days I have off. And I just love going up there. We've seen a lot of things. We went to different islands. He's actually from Buffalo. So he knew his way around Buffalo. And we went to the zoo. I haven't been to the zoo. Actually, tell you the truth, I haven't been to the zoo. So when we went to the zoo, I was, <laughs> he told the people, he said, you got to excuse her. <laughs> Because she's never been to the zoo. I was worse than a little kid watching the animals. <laughs> but it was nice. It was intriguing. It sounds nice. It was. Going up there every other weekend, it was a beautiful drive. It sounds like the two of you really enjoyed your time together. We did. It was like we were really connected and we knew each other. I can't imagine getting through that loss. It was hard at first. It was. Not knowing that he isn't going to come through that door. But, you know, you give yourself to God, knowing that it would be okay. What do you think helped you through that time the most when you were grieving? My Bible study mm -hmm. and being close to God in that. I am associated with the Jehovah Witness, so that actually helped me stay close and connected to God and learning about the Bible too and understanding the Bible. How was that able to help you through that time? It gave me a sense of power that I'm not alone, that God is here with me and his son Jesus. And it helped me connect to other people too. And just like being here at Tanglewood, it's the same thing. It gives me strength encourage, you know, go on with this process here, because it is hard. You're coming into something different and new from the outside world into a different kind of world here. But it's a beautiful world. It's almost like you're, <laughs> you get pampered. <laughs> and I, in my room, it ain't a room. I call it my penthouse. There's nothing that they don't do for you. All you have to do is just make sure, just be healthy, learn to adapt, and communicate with the rest of the residents here. Now, at 65, you're pretty young. So how do you feel about the rest of your life? Do you have any goals or anything you're working toward? Oh, yeah, there's one. I would love to learn how to ride a horse. I mean, I've been around horses, but the only thing, I have never rode one. And becoming a movie star, too. 
thinking back to when you were younger, when you were a teenager, what were you like? <laughs> wild. <laughs> Why do you say Not that? Not really wild, but wild. We all were teenagers being out there among friends, you know, having a good time. What and, did you like to do? Well, um, all right, beverages. Some nice cool beverages. <laughs> From Friday to Saturday was the time that we all get out of work and go and have a few cocktails, like happy hour. Then go back to work the next day. But it was okay. We all made it. I made it. Never missed a day of work. Seriously. Never missed. When I worked at Jamestown General Hospital, never missed a day. The only time I got hurt was when I broke my ankle. And that was it. That's some serious work ethic. It is. Where do you uh, think you get that from? My parents. My mother and father, really. They're from Georgia, and they, my dad come up here to work. And then he did send for my mother, and they come up here. She did house cleaning, just like her mother did. My dad worked in a factory called Malibuarn. I can't say it right. And then it went to Blackstone. He worked with hot iron. Hmm. And so that's where the work came from. We all worked. Even when we graduated from school, my mother says, okay, now it's time for y'all to get out there and get a job. And we did. Mm -hmm. Every one of us has jobs to this day. And even when we were children, we all had our housework. On Saturday, it was house cleaning day. Get out the buckets, get out the spick and span. And get to work. <laughs> we did the woodwork, windows, and everything as a family. What was your mother like? A strong, godly woman. Very strong, godly woman. And our punishment was more of sit down and talk. That's what our punishment was, is the talking to. My mother and father wasn't the type to say, get in the corner or no allowance or anything. We didn't have allowance. We asked for money and we got it. Mm -hmm. And chores wasn't part of getting our allowance. It's just part of our life doing chores. And as far as money, just ask for it. Like we asked for a nickel so we can go to the store and get a nickel bag of candy, penny candy. Oh, a lot of penny candy for a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> our parents were strong parents. Very strong work ethic. And to the community, too. They even helped out the community. My father, besides working in a factory, he hauled rubbish. And that money helped us to take care of the family, too. Mm -hmm. Did every little thing, you know, to help us. My father was a strong, strong, powerful man. What's something that you learned from your parents? The ability to love, to forgive, and people will be people, my mother said. You might not like what they do, but you don't use the word hate. She never liked that word hate. We weren't allowed to use that word. Hate was a strong word to tell somebody, oh, I hate you. So we never used that word. The only word we use, I just don't like what you do in life. How do you think your upbringing helped you later on in life? To stay strong and, you know, being the person who I am today. Sometimes I question myself. 
Yeah, because sometimes it's like, am I really Penelope? Who am I? Am I that person? We all question ourselves. It's like, wow. Then you look in the mirror and you see that reflection of that person. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's me. And then you look really harder. I look like my mother. (laughs) (laughs) And as you're doing my hands, I have my mother's hands. Believe it or not, all my siblings and that, they go, oh, you got mama's hands. And I go, yeah, I do, don't I? <laughs> How does that feel to look down and see your mom and your Good, because she had, she had beautiful, strong hands. She really did. There wasn't anything my mother couldn't do with her hands. And she loved to nail things all over the place. <laughs> when, the, when my brother took over the house, <laughs> he was pulling nails out from here, nails there. My mother just pounded nails here, here, and here. And my brother goes, oh, my gosh, she can nail up a nail anywhere. <laughs> we did. We found so many nails around because she always had something to hang on the nails. <laughs> and right now with my brother, Anthony, the caretaker of the house, he looks over me now. You know, since my parents were gone. I lived in that house and he really took good care of me. He set the house up to where it would be easy for me to manage. I didn't go upstairs because it was a two-floor house. So downstairs, he made it where it could be safe in that. He got me a washer and dryer, a stackable one. Redid the bathroom. So it would be easy for me in the bathroom. And far as, you know, Going upstairs, no. We set up a bedroom downstairs and everything. And time and time, he come to look at me and actually called a lot because his job took him out of town, his business and that. He run a trucking company, Anthony. Yeah, Anthony. And he lived out in Bemis with his wife for 30 years. She passed on, but he still lives in the house out there in Bemis. And he has two daughters, and he's a grandfather now. Yep. Did you have any kids? No children. And my one niece, Salone, she's living my dreams because now she right, she's riding horse and she's in competition with horses now. She does the real barrel with the horse and everything. And I go, that's supposed to be me up there on the horse. <laughs> I asked her one day, I said, what does it feel to ride a horse? She goes, great. She even did it bareback. She said it was bony. <laughs> But now she's in, like I said, she's in competition doing it. And her brother loves playing the saxophone. So he's into music. Their father is very musical, too. So they take after their father. Did you ever learn any instruments? At one time, piano and a guitar. And that's about it. Never proceed, you know, going on with it. Do you have any hobbies? Yeah, I love to sing. And I love to plant things. This is my first year here at Tanglewood. They got a garden box here. And I, my first one, I planted some corn. Me, Bob, the maintenance man, <laughs> he planted it for me because I had to go to the hospital and have surgery done. But anyways, watermelon and a pumpkin and some cucumbers. But I'm thinking, it's like, are they growing? I want to grow a pumpkin like the great pumpkin on Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah. So do you have anything going in the garden? 
Is it growing? Well, kind of, sort of. <laughs> we don't see no corn. <laughs> Bob says, I don't think the corn's growing. <laughs> and I said, that's okay. Just as long as I get a pumpkin and some watermelon. But I do want the pumpkin. I want to grow it as big as pumpkin from Tanglewood. <laughs> you know how I got here? Tell me. I only came here just to get an application. Are you ready for this? I came in. To get an application, Lord and behold, Joanne came out and she goes, hi. I go, hi. And she looked in my hand. I had an application. And she goes, oh, come with me. And I go, uh-oh. And I sat down. I said, oh, no, I just wanted to get an application. So we sat down in her office and she took the application, set it aside. And all of a sudden she put out these other papers and asked me my name and all this. And I'm like. I, I, I'm going, no. And before you know it, I'm living here. <laughs> Would you believe it? It just kind of happened. It did. And it's like, uh, and I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute. And it's like, uh, it's like, okay. <laughs> I wonder if that made it easier. It did. You know what? I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't, you know, just the application to see if I want to live here or not. This was my destiny. What color of polish would you like? Something soft. It's a nice pretty pink. Yeah, this something real here. soft. This is a really like right. soft pretty pink. Do you like this one? Oh, that would be nice. Did you ever have pets growing up? Oh, pets. <laughs> they call me Mrs. Doolittle. Oh. I had every pet that you can think of, even from a pet rat. Yes, I did. Oh, he was gorgeous. What was the pet rat's name? Mickey, of course. <laughs> They're very smart and intelligent from, from a pet rat to guinea pigs to birds to fish to dogs. And I think that's about it. Oh, I was going to get a frog. Oh, you know what I did one time? My friend goes to this exotic animal show. She brought me back two matter ducks. Yeah. I had them in my house. I bought a baby swimming pool and everything. Oh, they were so cute until my mother seen them in the house. She said, do you know they grow? I go, no, they stay <laughs> small. No, I had to get rid of them. But look, it, it wasn't a mess or anything. But they were just little baby ones swimming around in the swimming pool in my dining room. I got to say, I enjoyed my life. I enjoyed the pets. Oh, you want to know something else? Guess what? I have a pet bird that lives here with me. Before I came here, I told Joanne, I said, I got to bring my bird, Ziggy. And she says, well, I said, I won't come here unless he comes with me. So she made it happen. My bird is here. He lives here and he has his own room, which is a dresser drawer. <laughs> I could yell. <laughs> Not so much of his cage. What kind of bird is it? He's a cockatiel. He got out one time. The door was open. Bob, the maintenance man, left the door open. We're standing there talking. And all of a sudden, there goes Ziggy flying down the hall. I go, I think that was my bird. <laughs> he started laughing. He goes, that was your bird. It flew in the kitchen. But he caught him. Oh, this is pretty. Yeah, Look it, at it, my is, nails. it is turning out <gasps> really pretty. I really got some nice nails. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
look what you did for my nails. I didn't think I had pretty nails like that. <laughs> I'm pleased. <laughs> I'm glad. That's great. Do you have a favorite age that you were at one point? Junior high. We were bad in junior high. <laughs> Washington Junior High. Oh, Mr. Pan and Needy, the principal. He said, what I'm going to do with you girls. The worst thing we did was took paint from the art room and went into the girls' laboratory. And the paint was in plastic bottles and it was blue. We painted the bathroom. Yes, we did. We painted ooh, the bathroom. And then we went back to class. Next thing you know, there he was standing at the classroom door. He goes, I like to talk to Penelope. I go, oh. Then we went to the next class, Margaret Patrizzi. <laughs> then we went to the next one, and he got Lydia Nunez and Cindy Bodecker. He went into the office, and he says, listen, I know it was you girls. And Lydia, <laughs> Lydia goes, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I go, yes, it was. I nudged her and he said, yes, it was. She said, no, it was them three. He said, I figure it was. We got locked in the bathroom for uh, five days, school days. He didn't tell our parents. We just had to stay in there and lock in and ate lunch by ourselves and clean the walls. The janitor lady, she said, if these were my kids, I said, uh-uh, we ain't your kids. <laughs> she said, I would have spanked every one of you. <laughs> But junior high, Washington, when we painted that bathroom, that was fun. We did a lot of crazy things. We tied our shoes together, walking down the hall. We tied our head bandanas. We tied our legs together, walking down the hall. Yeah, we did. We were bad. Would you like a nail sticker? Oh, yeah. Put a fun little flower on. Something bright and springy. I'll let you do the picking. Okay, I'll pick it out. Since you did my nails. Oh, they're gorgeous. So junior high was the best time going to school. And I did graduate. I don't know how, but I did. With a diploma. And then that's when I ended up working for Jamestown General Hospital. Until it closed. Almost 13 years I worked there. Wow. And then what did you do for work after that? Went to Florida and worked in a dry cleaner down there. I worked towards Eglin Air Force Base. We did, um, in the dry cleaners, did the uniforms. They're greens. Yeah, and they had to press them just right. Got to make sure that the pant leg was pressed right and everything. Never did any pressing. I worked eight dry cleaning machines. Oh, wow. Yeah, and near Eglin Air Force Base, it was nice because we got to go there. I got to go there and on the base and everything because I had a friend. And wow, it was just amazing to see those jet airplanes and the boats and everything and the hospital. It like it was in a different world. And I got to see dolphins down there in the ocean. How long did you live in Florida? Oh, close to two years. I moved back up here because I didn't have family down there. I would have stayed, but I missed the family. And plus, everything was green. I missed the snow. But the people were wonderful. 
I like the people. Sounds like you and your family are close. We are. Do you think that there's anything your parents did to help foster those close relationships? Oh, since you said foster, my mother was a foster parent. She fostered a lot of children. She did. My dad and my mom took and fostered children. What was that like growing up? It was nice because we had different brothers and sisters there and gave an opportunity to these children to have a good home. It was almost like the Waltons. To tell you the truth, that's what our family was like, the Waltons. I'm going to be honest. They are sadly missed, but I wouldn't change it for the world. And when I think of them, I think of good things, not sad things. Good, strong things that they taught us. If you were talking to somebody who was experiencing a loss and going through grief, what's some advice you would give them? The world sometimes can be cruel, but you don't have to be like that. And love each other, no matter what color they are. And that was another thing. We didn't see color in our family because we were a mixed family. We didn't see that. And so with that being said, when you have children... Do the same thing that your mother did. Love. Just give them that unconditioned love and just be there for them. You know, your children and that. And take the time to talk to them. There's always time. Now, you said within your own family, you didn't see color. No. But growing up in this area, what was it like growing up as a non-white person here? Didn't even see that. Be honest didn't really see that because it was really black and whites always got along in this area to be honest and black and white went to school together played together and there have been marriages which my husband was white well yeah he was no he, <laughs> he was white but he was Italian and I always wanted to marry a fireman so I did marry a fireman and I did get an Italian mother who made the best Alfredo. I mean, oh, my gosh. And I loved her. And she, you know what? And with her, she said it didn't matter what color it was. She wanted her son to have a good wife or girl in his life. And, she, and you know, with a small world, she knew my dad. <laughs> I know. She knew my father. Wow. Yeah. Did you keep in touch with your mother-in-law after your husband's passing? We did. But then she, I think she moved to Florida with her other son. She only had two sons. And she was up there in age. And so he moved her with her down in Florida. So we're at the end of our manicure. Is there anything else you want to talk about or tell me about today? I just want to say thank you. I don't know how much I appreciate my nails. You're welcome. I'm, I kid you not. I didn't think my hands would look this pretty. Thank you. I'm glad and you like them. I appreciate it. Thank you, Penelope, so much for sitting down and talking with me today. It was a pleasure getting to know you and hearing your story. Thank you for listening to Manny's with Grannies. I hope you enjoyed learning about someone else and maybe even learned a little about yourself. <laughs>